turbulent times call for clear-headed insight. That's hard to come by these days, especially on TV. That's where we come in. Salem News Channel has the greatest collection of conservative minds all in one place. People you know and trust, like Dennis Prager, Eric Metaxas, Charlie Kirk, and more. Unfiltered, unapologetic truth. Find what you're searching for at snc.tv and on Local Now Channel 525. Waging the battle against fake news every morning. This is The Morning Answer with Brian Whitman and Jennifer Horn. Thanks for joining us. It is your Thursday morning answer. Practice Friday here. Brian Whitman, Jennifer Horn, and we are happy to have oh, yes. you join us. Thank you for sticking it out. We know that things are a little crazy right now. We well, yeah, look, knowing that you were there every single morning. That's exactly right. Uh, you nailed it. I have nothing to say more than that. No further questions, Your Honor. No further questions, Your Honor. And it's a tribute to the people who hear this program uh, to, to spend your time with us. And, and by the way, yeah, we, we benefit, of course, from that. And uh, just to be a little pocket of normalcy in this very weird year has been something that I think we're all always remember. Oh, I'm sorry. I, don't Not, I don't mean the year. I don't mean the year. I mean, uh, certainly you and I will and our, our Morning Answer listening family. Uh, I'll never forget this time. I know. Absolutely. You remember where you were at certain really meaningful moments in history this whole year for good or for bad is going to be one of those years where I think people will always think about what they were doing, what they were hearing. And, and you know what I'm going to say? What? What they were feeling. What they were feeling. Th- there have been a lot of people in our industry, as the president would say. <laughs> great who man of industry. Like to tell you, and I've worked with a few, would like to tell you that facts don't care about your feelings. Well, your feelings really matter. And uh, bless all of us. May we live to 150. When you look back at the year 2020, you won't recall exactly the number of vaccines available or the number of people and cases, but you will remember exactly in an instant how you felt. Think of 9-11 right now. Ah, in your gut. You have that feeling? That's what I'm talking about. Yeah. Governor Andrew Cuomo, who is the governor of New York, got into an altercation yesterday. We know uh, the reason we're talking about COVID again is that the cases are on the rise and governments across the country are threatening another shutdown. Joe Biden, if he is sworn in uh, to office in January, has said he would consider a four to six week national shutdown. There are mask mandates that are being tossed around. There is a lot of government reaction to uh, this spike in coronavirus cases, not deaths, not hospitalizations, but cases. Governor Andrew Cuomo grew really irritated yesterday after reporters were just asking him questions about schools because yesterday it was announced that New York would reclose. They would reclose the schools. They closed them down. Right. Because, they had opened them. Right. Because of the number of cases of coronavirus. And so there was some questions about that. Now, look, I don't normally take the side of the news media, but these were pretty straightforward questions like, well, aren't parents going to be confused about why the schools are closed? Because this was not that they are having cases in the school system. The school systems are, by and large, fine. The problem is, is that the state has hit a certain marker. The city of New York has hit a certain well, marker, and, and that is triggering the closure of schools, even though the coronavirus problem isn't happening in the schools. Governor, it's just happening around them. Well, uh, OK. And as is the case with any pandemic or epidemic, if you're in the area that where infections are running rampant or soaring, as they are in America in all 49 states, at least a few days ago, the case numbers were rising. Governor Cuomo in New York has received uh, from the people of New York, for the most part, very, very high accolades for his leadership during this time. Uh, He does lose his temper. I killed all those old people, right? 
Okay. Look, he does lose his uh, his temper here for a, for a moment. I mean, it's not like he was asked, you know, you're a terrible reporter. But this is not typical for, for Governor Cuomo. Uh, he, he certainly is. Uh, it surprised me a little, actually, to hear this from Governor Andrew Cuomo. The question from the reporter with regard to the schools being closed in New York State is specifically why, what will you tell the parents, should they be concerned, etc.? Yeah. And uh, so here's the reporter asking about the schools, uh, why they're if they should be open by state law. And Cuomo says, no, this is triggering a closure. Take a listen to how this altercation un- uh, unfolded. So what are you talking about? How what are you talking about? You're now going to override. We did it already. That's the law. An orange zone and a red zone. Follow the facts. I'm still confused. Well, then you're confused. I'm confused. And then I'll tell you what you mean. Still, parents are still confused as well. The schools oh, are not confused. Tomorrow. You're confused. No, I think but parents read the are law, confused as well. Read the law and you won't be confused. But the schools are open by state law. Well, I don't really care what you think. Uh, Of course, you agree with him because you're in the same business with him. The schools, by state law, well, what is the answer to your question? What is the answer to your question? I don't know what the answer is. Yes, you do. You you said when does the state close the schools? When you get to an orange zone, which you're suggesting could happen, but is not necessarily happening by tomorrow. So then what are you asking? You just answered your own question. The other week you said, excuse me. But on one hand, you have granted Bill de Blasio the kind of oversight of his schools. And there are rumors that that the number in New York City will rise about 3%, which would trigger closing of schools. Now, you've just said that an orange zone could be in the offering for the entirety of New York City, which would also close schools, but your number is 2.5. So I guess just the point blank question is, are schools going to be open tomorrow that's it. I mean, think about the questions that President Trump has been asked. He's asked this question. Are schools going to be open tomorrow? <laughs> OK, pretty straightforward. Woo, right down the middle. It's a yes well, or no question. Are schools going to be open is the question. And that was the response from Governor Cuomo. Well, look, uh, the, I'll address the Trump thing. I mean, you brought it up. I mean, the president, after uh, it's revealed that he told Bob Woodward he was downplaying it, he's asked a question about it. You're a terrible reporter. And then he names parent companies. Andrew Cuomo has been a relatively – he has been a fine leader. It's not because I'm a Democrat. It's not because I happen to be a liberal guy. There are other there, – there are many Republican governors who have been measured, who have done uh, a fine job as well. Cuomo usually doesn't get this uh, – excitable or he's an emotional guy he's he's from queens new york like the aforementioned president trump i mean they're from literally uh the same borough of new york city uh it's interesting i was watching it's sad to note jen that new york which was the epicenter and back in march and april remember us sitting here going wow look what's happening in new york and then understanding that our two weeks of social distancing had quote i remember saying it a million times spared us some of the worst aspects of the new york experience i remember saying that so many times and and then I saw about a month ago, a month and a half ago, maybe it was two months ago, an online interview with Governor Andrew Cuomo, who was asked, Governor, how do you feel? And he said, and I just remember this, 
feel a lot better than I did about four or five months ago. Mm -hmm. And he was not claiming victory, but he was saying things are getting better. And now you hear the emotion, you hear the excitability, the frustration, and possibly we could call it anger that uh, is being brought about uh, maybe by one having an inability to control one's emotions in a moment. I'm not being overly critical of anyone involved. I'm just saying that the situation on the ground in New York with the soaring numbers and the hospitalizations nationwide and certainly in New York uh, are, uh, are, are having tempers flare again it seems like we reset ourselves here back to beginning back to back to the first day yeah and the thing is is that new york had some of the strictest restrictions which is why people are questioning why this is happening again and this was a wall street journal journal reporter and i think cuomo blew up because he didn't like being called king but that's exactly what he's done he's moved he's moved senior patients into nursing homes and didn't disclose they had covid he was responsible for the deaths of those people he took a break during covid to write a book and he gets mad when people call him out about this stuff this is the overtake this is what the leftist states are doing during COVID. They're using it to literally impose uh, tyranny on the people, I think. I don't know. It's just me. All right. I know you've been hearing about Midas Gold Group here on AM870 for a while now. They're right here in Thousand Oaks. I'm so happy to recommend their great services. They truly are fantastic. Midas Gold Group is a number one veteran-owned gold and precious metals dealer in the country. So if you're buying or selling gold, silver, or precious metals, go meet these guys. Do it in person for fast, reliable, and professional service. Midas Gold is the best place to buy and sell your precious metals. I know because I have. And did you know that they also offer gold IRA? service. With the recent volatility in the stocks, many investors are using a little-known structure that allows you to use your existing IRA or old 401k to own physical gold and do it tax-free. Call or go see my friends at Midas Gold Group. Ask for a free copy of their IRA guide. Call 805-601-6000 or go to MidasGoldGroup.com. That's 805-601-6000. Tell them Jennifer Horn sent you. 805-601-6000. Nancy Pelosi won again as Speaker of the House. But what did she give away about her political future? We'll tell you as your Thursday Morning Answer continues. Waging the battle against fake news every morning. This is the Morning Answer with Brian Whitman and Jennifer Horn. You found us and we are glad that you did. Thanks for joining us on the Morning Answer. It is Thursday. That means we are practicing Friday all day long. And we're reminding you to sign our petition to verify the vote, verify the 2020 presidential election. Do it right now at am870theanswer.com. And every Thursday at this time, don't tell anybody. I mean, we have some fantastic guests, Sebastian oh, Gorka and Larry don't, Elder. Don't tell anybody. Tell everybody. We have great Steve guests Moore on the morning. Steve is like right at the top of my list. He joins us right now. He's our chief economist here at The Morning Answer. He is the author of Trumponomics. He is an economic advisor and on the recovery task force for President Trump. You can follow him on Twitter at Stephen Moore. And Steve, good morning. Thanks for being with us again today. Good morning, guys. By the way, thank you for putting me in the company of my heroes, Larry Elder and uh, Sebastian Gorka, and of course you guys as well. So, oh I'm yes, we like I'm finally, I'm, I'm getting a little bit out of the denial stage of uh, this election. Although I, I agree with you, count every vote, yep, verify every vote, uh, you know, discard every uh, you know illegal vote, and let's make sure that uh, that this is a an election that has been. Um, Fraud-free. We don't and, want to and, California uh, the rest of the country. See, and Stephen, you were here last week. And I want to hear about Tory. P- I was in California last uh, week. As yeah, how know. was it? I was in the, well, the guy California was trying to do some in- do some golfing at Tory Pines. The winds were pretty high, and it was kind of cold. How cool was that? But it's such a beautiful state. It's one of my favorite states in the country. I don't like the politics too much, but I love the people. 
and I love the weather, and I love the mountains, and I love the sunshine, and I love. You know the what food. I say so to guys like you? I say. California, come for the weather, stay for the Marxism. It's just one of those things. No, I love that. Uh, that's about you, right. <laughs> my friend, our chief economist, Stephen Moore, morning answer, Brian and Jen, practice Friday. That's really Thursday, a week from Thanksgiving Day. You began our uh, talk, our conversation here, my friend. We do it every week with you, and we love you, with, uh, yeah. with a rather personal note that you're beginning to move past your word, the, the, the denial, and obviously you're referring to the election, but I want to say something well, that is positive that you feel like you're moving in a good direction. But I want to say, ask you something that will get a positive Stephen Moore outlook answer. A week from today, I'm yes. sure you'll be COVID compliant with your family. If you want to tell us your Thanksgiving plans, you may. When you sit down and you are for that day, particularly thankful yes. or specifically thankful yes. or in the fourth. Yeah. Your time uh, during these years with the Trump administration as uh -huh. as his election was unexpected and certainly did change America in many ways. Yes. What is it? Yeah that you'll be most thankful for, uh, that you th 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 that your contribution to the administration brought to you, to your family, to the country, to the world? Wow, that's a great question. Uh, you know, and I think that, uh, number one, you know, I feel like we our tax plan and our, our deregulation and, you know, our pro-business, uh, you know, um, policies really did help rebuild the economy, not once but twice. And um, I think Trump really brought a new kind of patriotism to the country, which is which is great. You know, I, I went to a lot of these rallies around the country and whether you like Donald Trump or not. And I know people in California have strong opinions one way or the other. You know, I would go to these rallies in rural Pennsylvania or rural Michigan or in, in, in you know, some of the areas of, of Florida. And it was amazing. I mean, the, the people with the flags waving and. The you know the amount of, of, of patriotism people would bring up the pickup trucks. Sometimes the mile the the uh, lines were you know miles and miles long. And people really do love this country. And I'm also thankful that it looks like we've got this vaccine two two vaccines that'll be on the market sometime early next year that will hopefully bring an end to this terrible pandemic. Uh, and uh, you know for all our faults, you know we are the greatest country in the world. There's yeah. no question about it. Where else do you want to live, folks? You don't want to go to Canada. You don't want to go to Mexico. You don't want to go to China or Japan or Europe. Mm -hmm. This is this is the land of the free. And and even though I disagree with Joe Biden's policies, you know we will remain we will remain a great great country. We will remain prosperous. Although sometimes I worry about some of those policies, Brian. I think I think we're going to make it. And I think it's fair. And uh, we do want to hear what you're doing for for Thanksgiving, Steve. But I want to ask you about some of those policies because. Already, we've heard uh, Joe Biden float a four to six week shutdown. We've heard him talk about how he immediately wants to go in and take he wants Congress to take immediate action on student loan forgiveness. Uh, right now, when there are people struggling and, and I think you and I would probably agree that we don't normally like a stimulus. We don't normally like uh, having to hand people checks. But when the government in across the country really puts people out of business and doesn't allow them to go to work, there are people starving. Do they have, pardon the pun, an appetite to hear about student loan forgiveness when they're really just trying to keep their businesses afloat? So the student loan forgiveness one is an interesting one. I was on Fox News yesterday talking about this. And, and my view is, look, the biggest scam in America uh, by, a, by a mile is how much these universities and colleges That's are ridiculous. charging our families. It's really it's an Absolutely. outrage. It should be, should, should be bipartisan outrage. I mean, every university in the country should, should charge tuition half of what it is. And if they got rid of their inefficiencies and, and, uh, and uh, you know, to have the, you know, the professors actually taught the students and 
and uh, all of these things. You could you could get a much much. Less. It, it is it is absurd that people. I know people are graduating from college at age twenty two or twenty three with a hundred thousand dollars of debt. Right. How do you ever make it back? So, I mean, you start at such a deficit. Yeah. No one can buy a house. I mean, there's just so many now, things that are over your right, head. Here's the problem, though. Yeah. Uh, what I have a problem with is people, the, the, you know, the, the deadbeats who did not repay their student loans, they have to – now people who did, who made a real financial sacrifice each month to repay those loans, yeah. now they have to pay for the people who didn't pay their loans? Can I get yeah. reparations yeah. for that, by the way, <laughs> if this goes through? <laughs> yeah, exactly. So, uh, Stephen, you know, yeah, uh, I would say is, look, on the stimulus thing, uh, we have to just keep the economy open. We have to allow people to – We've been through this now as a country for nine, ten months. One thing that's pretty clear is that these lockdowns don't work. By the way, in our newsletter this morning, we got the picture of uh, Gavin Newsom, you know, having a, a big jolly old time at a restaurant with all his friends. With but, all of our medical know, advisors from California. But he can do it. You <laughs> right. Know, yeah. And that's, that's a double standard. You know, politicians want to impose rules on us that they don't want to live by themselves. I think we've got to keep the economy open. And here's my view about this. Let, let the American people make their own decisions. Like, I don't go to indoor restaurants because I don't feel comfortable doing it. Mm-hmm. Uh, I, I, I eat outside, uh, and we've been doing it a lot at restaurants. But that should be a decision that I make and you make and Brian makes and every individual. Can, we're adults. This yeah, well, that's we're the land of the free. We don't need Gavin Newsom telling us what we can and can't You're do. Right. Stephen, let me ask you an important right? question. Yeah. Uh, well, uh, in some cases, absolutely, yes. I don't want him to tell me how I should eat and drink my food. That, to me, is a bit too much. <laughs> let me ask you, uh, Stephen, uh, we talk all the time about the economy. We talk about uh, specifically now a week from Thanksgiving Day and beyond that, the holiday yep. season and Christmas and Hanukkah and Kwanzaa and all the gift buying going on. Right. Consumer confidence indicators. Well, you'll you really correct- are politically correct. I know. <laughs> <laughs> no, I'm a human being who understands that some people celebrate traditions and I don't. Uh, you know what I'm saying? Yes, I do Kwanzaa. I, I wink at Jennifer when I say Kwanzaa, yeah. but I wink at Jennifer a lot. Look, here's the question, All my the friend. Time. It's really embarrassing. Some early consumer confidence indicators have been strong, but yesterday, executives for Macy's say they may face temporary store closures as COVID cases are rising rapidly across America, impeding Macy's recovery and the all-important holiday shopping season. How important is that to the economy? It's really important. It's why these lockdowns are going to be so damaging to not just Macy's, which is what the largest you know retail store uh, you know in the country, but but the small businesses. You know they just get clobbered. You know I, the, the, my analogy is like if you're you know in a boxing ring, you know and and boom somebody hits you right smack on the nose and you fall down and you're dazed and and you finally get up and you finally get back on your your feet. You know a small business is done, then bam right smack yep. in the nose again. You know, that's the knockout punch. And I worry that a lot of these small businesses across the country are going to fail if we if we uh, shut them down again. Uh, and so I, I just don't think we can do that. We have to be wise. We have to be safe. We have to use good social distancing. And I don't have a problem wearing masks, although the, the recent evidence suggests that masks have a small positive impact, but not much of an impact. But but look, people should be smart about it. And uh, and I want to make sure that our economy survives. We got unemployment numbers that came out again today. Another big reduction in the number of people who are unemployed. So, you know, I'm frustrated. You can tell because just at the moment, you know, the economy is really coming back big time. Uh, You know, now we have this new outbreak of 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 the virus and. uh, I I, I know, Steve. We're up against a break. I I love. Go ahead. Sorry. Oh no, go ahead. We're up against a break. 
I was just going to say that Thanksgiving, because I don't think we're going to be uh, we're going to be on there on, on uh, uh, next Thursday. It's my favorite time of the year. It is it is a time of patriotism and thanks thanks for uh, this great great country of ours. Everybody in the world wants to come here. You know, mm. if we're such a racist country, why is it everybody Ex- of brown skin, red skin, black skin wants to come here? Well because said. We're the land of opportunity. That's right, and we are so grateful for you, Steve Moore. Thank, Thank you, you for being our chief economist here on the Morning Answer. Happy Thanksgiving, my friend. Follow him right now at Stephen Moore. The vote count still continuing. We'll have an update for you. The Donald Daily Download is next as your Thursday Morning Answer continues. News and talk you can trust. The Morning Answer with Brian Whitman and Jennifer Horn. Thanks for joining us on your Thursday morning answer, Brian Whitman, Jennifer Horn. And we are one minute late, but Stephen Moore was giving us such nice, happy Thanksgiving greetings that sometimes it just happens, Whitman, and I apologize. Yeah, you got to do it. Uh, but you always make way for the Commander-in-Chief, the Donald Daily Download. This is The Answer with Brian and Jen. Believe it or not, I watch my words very carefully. There are those that think I'm a very stable genius, Okay. I watch my words very, very closely. The Donald Daily Download. This is one of my favorite ones because it sounds like Donald is like <laughs> on, uh, on fast forward. <laughs> yeah, he sped up like Alvin and the Chipmunks. It's one of my favorite ones because it continues to play despite our repeated uh, mentions <laughs> that he sounds like one of the Chipmunks. Alvin, Simon, or Theodore, you Either take one. your pick. Your favorite. Uh, that's exactly right. There is a slight majority of Republicans that believe President Trump rightfully won the presidential election two weeks ago. This is a Reuters poll. A majority? Yeah. I'm telling you, the Reuters, the Reuters have it. Okay. This was released yesterday. Uh, the survey was taken November 13th through 17th. They uh, surveyed 1,346 U.S. respondents. Mm. They found 73% expressed the belief that Joe Biden won the election compared to 5% who chose Trump. However, 53% of Republicans specifically believe Trump rightfully won, while less than a third, 29%, said the same for the former vice president. So over half now of Republicans believe that the president does have a right to challenge some of these results. Mark Meadows yesterday from the White House, the chief of staff, who had COVID all on his own, he's getting back into action again. He said the American people just want some confidence in this process. The American people just want to make sure that every legitimate vote is counted and that nobody's discounted. So uh, I have uh, great trust that the people of Georgia will reelect two Georgia senators. I can I can give you one example okay. of the people that actually uh, on the Georgia rolls over the age of 90 uh, that voted, the number of people that voted based on the, Georgia, uh, the registration and the fact that there are obituaries that go with some of those those votes that actually happen. But but there are a number of examples, and to get in here and litigate it in the press would not be appropriate. Is is that disingenuous? Is what the Trump administration is doing and what Mark Meadows is saying, the chief of staff of the White House, he's saying we just want to make sure that the American people are secure, et cetera, et cetera. He must be aware that the challenge that seems uh, a, a, a not easy to reach goal, you know, a far out proposition, certainly now as we move into the third week after the election, they are aware that they're making many Americans feel just the opposite, unsettled, insecure, the nation, the federal government being 
uh, not the most stable it could be at this point. Yesterday, the, the rhetoric from Biden heated up over the transition and the problems. Uh, you, you'll at least at least you'll acknowledge that feeling is out there uh, in some quarters, Jennifer. I don't I mean, I'm sure that people feel uh, different ways about everything. So I wouldn't say that people aren't feeling uh, a certain way. But I will say that the country is not broken. The country is still working fine. The country is still safe and protected. And I think it's really important that you have half of the country literally having faith in an electoral system that has a lot of questions being raised about it. And the truth is that no one is really owed anything because no one is owed anything at this point. We are are owed that the recognized – uh, there is no president-elect yet. The president-elect will be named in the middle okay. of December. This when is, that happens, no, then we have more of a you conversation. You said it would be a, a couple, like a week ago. You said it, it would be two weeks. So, so it moves. The, well, no, the, it, the, I you think, did say that. No, you I think. Well, let me just finish. I think that we will get some answers in the next couple of weeks. But the date that the election is certified is is December fourteenth. So uh, that's when we know officially who will be the president-elect. Well, the term – well, historically, that is not consistent. President-elect is a term that has been used for the most part with presidential elections. I believe every election except 2004 was one, 2000, and this one where you couldn't say president-elect the Wednesday, the morning after election day. Uh, and, and it speaks to uh, – uh, certainly, well, look, there's been a lot of change and unprecedented atypical style of leadership, et cetera, et cetera. But uh, still now, three weeks in, and we're not hearing from the president much at all, uh, and he's refusing to concede. I think that this is something – uh, this is behavior that is, again, not presidential. I, I mean, and it's it's making the nation unstable. And so we is have it to... better to just not call? Okay, no, so here's what it... I, I know what you're going to ask. Go ahead. Though, what am I going to ask? Because I, you're uh... going to ask me if it's is it better to uh, call Joe Biden, president-elect, and swear him in, even as we know that there might be some important well, votes out there. Over, I think that's the spirit of what you're going to ask me. Yeah. In, in other words, is right. it better for President Trump to ignore a big problem to make people feel better, or is it no. better for us to deal with our problems in this country? Because I'll remind you sure. that at least – see, we, we call people president-elect when there isn't a contest – there isn't a contest, right? The election is not being contested. Right now, the election is being contested. That's why I am refraining from calling Joe Biden president-elect because I don't necessarily care that that Fox News and CNN are calling him that. I'll call him that when it's official. That doesn't mean it won't be. That doesn't mean that anything will happen between now and then. But this is the president's time to prove what he is contesting about the process. And And that's what he's doing. And we're letting it play out. Okay, but he's not doing that because his efforts in court have not been successful. In fact, most of them, most of the individual judgments have been against him, and he has really made no traction. He has not flipped any states back. He is, none of that has happened. So, I, so, so, so my answer to your question, and I want to hear more from the president because it's about him on the Donald Daily Download, is that the, the, the likelihood, the, the – it's not going to happen is what I'm saying. And that's what 50 seconds. It doesn't matter if it's going to happen or yes, not. It does. What yes, it does. What matters is the, the truth and how we get there. What matters is the future of the nation, the stability of the nation. What matters is leadership that, that understands that even with the irregularities, it's not consequential to the outcome. Be a statesman. 
Uh, thank you for the Why vaccine. Why did you ask for that four years ago? I mean, I hear Excuse what you're me? saying. I've been asking for him to be a statesman no. since he was campaigning. Why Why not the same level of passion for Democrats that did not recognize President Trump? Why not the same I level s- of, well, of passion for the people who for four years tried to throw him out of office because they said he was illegitimate? Look, me. the president has been through a lot from the that. other side of the aisle. And I'm not one of those people. I'm I not saying him. that you are. I'm well, just, just asking why I, you didn't call them out because I these did. are people for four years. Yeah, I did. I did. You supported the impeachment. Yeah, because you know what? I believe he should be impeached. And you know what, Jennifer? Elections have consequences. And and behavior, when you're the president of the United States, also has consequences. And the truth matters. So don't dare suggest that I'm somehow less than patriotic because I thought that the impeachment— Oh, no, I would never say that you're not patriotic. Well, you sort of just are. I just think (laughs) that you're—I would never say that about you because I think that you're very patriotic. But what I would say, and I'm just calling into question here the the rationale, I guess, for why calling this— out now when we're in a legal period of contest when been, for four years democrats were trying to illegally go in and remove a duly elected president from office no, and it was kind of illegal impeachment is a legal mechanism in the u.s based on illegal information that was a big bunch of nothing and that's okay. don't even get me started on the russian dossier uh, well, it, it, because there's a lot there all right we are going to check in with the international desk what are people from outside the country saying about yeah. this presidential race we'll tell you as your thursday morning answer continues jen is the conservative Crusader. Brian is our lovable liberal. Welcome to The Answer. Thanks for joining us on your Thursday morning answer. Brian Whitman, Jennifer Horn. And uh, we've talked a lot about how the United States is reacting, how the political players are reacting to the 2020 election. But we haven't spent much time talking about how uh, the international population is responding. Certainly, uh, there is some cheering going on in places like France, where Emmanuel Macron is looking very forward to having someone who's willing to... <clears throat> throw American money at climate change. And the reason we haven't gone to the international desk yet for 2020 election response is because it wasn't until yesterday that I received a text message from my only friend living in Thailand. So now we have fodder. But here we go. I think yes, we should right. make this official because, okay. Whitman, you are our international newsman extraordinaire. Let's go to the news desk. Thank you, Jennifer Horn. Oh, I'll do it with a British accent, like Peter Jennings. <laughs> like your like No, uh, the international... Hello, good morning to you. The international desk this morning is brimming, and I do mean brimming in a very positive way, or negative if you're President Donald Trump of the States. I can't do that anymore. I'm so irritated by that sound of those people in... Everybody sounds like Ringo to me. Really? I got oh, I like no, some of them do. You know, some of them, but the Cockney thing I can't do. Let's focus on Thailand. <laughs> okay, let's let's focus Thailand. on Asia. All right. Yeah, I know a guy who lives there. He is uh, well. He's born. He doesn't just live there. He was born there. Hello, his family's there. His mom and dad are there. His br- two brothers, I believe, are there. Okay. A- and uh, but he is an international student. All right. He's one of these adult students. There's no way he with time difference. It's like a week from Saturday there, so I know he's not hearing this. He's like you've always school. had trouble with the time difference. Yeah, yeah, always do, always do. Uh, and you're not the, the only person I know from New York who has problems with time. I don't know what they teach you people in school or what they did teach you people in school, but well, in my house growing up, the time was this: Hey, get over here, and that meant now. <laughs> right. It didn't matter what the clock said. But uh, so there's no chance. He's been a student for a long time. Okay. Might be time to uh, cut get the, the degree and uh, hit the bricks. No, not cut the cord. He's so I get this. 
text message folks. Yes. And uh, the last communique via text, we never call each other, you know, it's international. On Saturday, October 10th, there was a communication. And then, uh, oh, yes, just this, well, the day before yesterday, I want to be honest. Unsolicited. Okay. I get this. Mm-hmm. Congratulations to your elections. Oh, to Interesting. your election. to, uh, By the way, he speaks his primary language is English. Well, I don't know if it's primary, but he speaks it very fluently. Congratulations to your elections. Hope things get better there. Nice. Hope you're well. That's it. Exclamation point. Boom. Whammo. Blammo. I respond with this. Because you know what my feeling was? What? At the international desk. Well, you usually don't share this much emotion. I was going to say, usually for. this is where the hard news anchors go. But well, okay. I gave you the hard news. Right, That's a guy in Thailand who who says congratulations mm-hmm. on uh, to the election results and hope things get better in America. And I appreciate so he's indicating that things are bad. Uh, yeah, he feel he has felt that way. He's communicated that to me in the past. And by the way, I truly do not pile on because when it comes, uh, he I love I love my friend. I truly do. But when it comes from someone outside the country, I had this reaction. I thought it was, uh, I I thought of my parents and like the way I was brought up. This is we live here. Th- this is our country, America, mm-hmm. and we we have some intra family skirmishing going on. But we can do that because we're Americans. I didn't – I love my friend. But I felt a certain way about someone who I love, who's my friend, mm-hmm. from another country suggesting – That we're not that, well. Yeah, but I think the, I mean, So I respond. I think that's pretty natural actually yeah. with the uh, people outside of the country. They would like to see turmoil. They want to see turbulence. And no, their, their media I, is going to focus on that here because America is still, at least for the moment, until Joe Biden gets sworn into office, if that's well, what happens, is a superpower. And but I we do believe, are the Jennifer, strongest country on the planet. And so people want to see that big guy fail. Not really. I think it's actually the opposite. The people all over the world in advanced countries, in, 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 uh, in Europe and Certainly in third world countries and in lands where they are fighting for their very own freedom, America has always been looked to as uh, the great example, the the place to go. My goodness, why have so many people come to America, whether it's my Nana to Ellis Island in the 1940s or what have you. So I wrote – I didn't acknowledge the Trump-Biden thing because I suddenly felt that I didn't want to do that. And I wrote (laughs) – Come to the greatest democracy in human history, liberty, opportunity, hope, and freedom. And then, you know, he knows my personality. And then he wrote this, going to France soon. And I went, oh. Then I well, put see, the phone down. This I is said, what I mean. I it, can't help that guy. I it can't may help. not be the people, and I know people still want to come here because we are the greatest country. But I do believe that the media and other places, and sometimes it's government run, would want to focus on the trials and tribulations of America. Well, Trump himself, I can tell you, with my friend, and, uh, and, and as we said from the news desk, they're taking my dust down and moving it into the next room. Look, my friend is not a political person. Mm-hmm. My friend is an academic person, actually, and not an academic person in 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 the arts or literature, a science in the science in in the uh, in the physical sciences. So, having said that, he also is not an overtly political person, right? But I know from him because I've known him a long time. I know him through Obama. I know him through Trump. He is an example of one of the international citizens of the world who loves America and always will, I think, and travels here not that frequently, but every three years or something. He has felt as if Donald Trump 
he outside our country felt Donald Trump was not right for America or the world. And understanding that international citizens view America as the world the world's leader. The world looks to America every morning and every evening before they go to bed. It's just the truth. And I think the world also wants a country that they can run all over, right? They want America's resources. And uh, and Trump was someone who uh, stopped the buck. I, I think he the, he said the buck stops here when it comes to uh, when it comes to the World Health Organization. When it came to that the, was Harry Truman, the, and then Joe uh, Biden said the buck stops here. Actually, <laughs> right? Joe Biden said everything. He, yes, he's, that's he's right. The king of okay. plagiarism, but okay. but it is President Trump who stood up for America first and who went out there and said, hey, we. Want want the same deals that everybody else is getting when it comes to pharmaceuticals. He's the one who called out Iran. And I think, I mean, maybe this is your friend's point of view, and maybe that has something and to do with the that. Asian And it's only that. And I, I want to point countries, out, remember, but the Middle, the, Eastern, the Middle Eastern countries, I think, feel right. a different way about President Trump, who's brought peace to that and region. I agree. And I was just going to say, this is only my friend. And I have said others, and I refer to a lot of stories out of Europe with that feeling. But look at what President Trump did when he went to India, right? That's right. Okay, so so there are many examples where people feel differently, and I, I, I just want to tell the truth, and we have to acknowledge that that is also the case, that there are people with different feelings from my friend. But I just thought it was odd when I, you know he said, hope things get better there, and I did then say, roll out the red carpet. I mean, don't stay with me, but I rolled out, <laughs> you know, come to the greatest of my liberty. Right. I, he knows I'm being kind of, I'm. he knows I believe that about my country, and then he writes, going to France soon. That was a hit. That, that was, yeah, he's too friendly France. to do that. I, Top I don't think he knows how we in this country feel about One France. of the reasons I'm sure that... Do we it, feel that? We do feel uh, that yeah, way. Yeah, we do okay. definitely feel that way Do we about still France. feel that way about France? I've I been there, so I feel about it. In first person, I feel that way about France. Do you know how many Frenchmen it takes to defend Paris? How many? Uh, we don't know. It's never happened. <laughs> You were saying, Jennifer? And one of the reasons I think people are probably wondering what's going on is that uh, we've seen a lot of violence. We've seen protests after the election. We saw a group of Trump supporters, hundreds of, well, 100,000 probably Trump supporters in Washington, D.C., who some of them were viciously attacked by members of Antifa. And now top Republicans in the House Oversight Committee are demanding that Carolyn Maloney, who is the chairwoman of that committee, hold a hearing to examine the violence against supporters of President Trump after the Million MAGA March in D.C. last week, and they're also calling for answers from the D.C. Mayor Muriel Bowser, claiming her silence on the issue is part of the broader pattern of viewpoint discrimination. So we'll see if they get some traction on that in the House of Representatives today. What is Nancy Pelosi's political future? Could it be coming to an end? As your Thursday morning answer continues.